You are about to enter the realm of Erdsea Heimel, a magical land full of great treasures, warring nations, and dark dangers. But before that, this is the voice of Blue Kazanate, your Nephilim monk sorcerer, and you're about to listen to the audio podcast version of our live broadcast of D6 Black Archives. If you wish to watch the original broadcast of D6, episodes go live on Sundays at 6pm Pacific Standard Time and 9pm Eastern Standard Time on the D6 D&D Live Twitch channel. Afterwards, the VODs will be uploaded on Wednesdays at 3pm Pacific Standard Time and 6pm Eastern Standard Time on the D6 D&D Live Show YouTube channel, with the audio versions released here on both the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcast platforms. Saturdays at 6am Pacific Standard Time and 9am Eastern Standard Time. Now, whether you're listening to this at work, driving, or prefer the audio format, please be aware of your surroundings and listen to your podcast responsibly. We are not liable for making a side NPC a little too hot and interesting. Thank you all, and let's get into the show. Hello! Welcome everyone to D6, where I always am bringing together several friends from across the internet to play on a D&D livestream show. If you may notice that I look a little bit different right now, mainly because I actually had to pre-film this intro. My power kept going out, and I just wanted us to get right into game. I it, We tried three times before, so unfortunately stuff had happened. So now that is a little bit better. We've got things worked out. So, that being said, here's some quick announcements. First and foremost, you may notice that Daito is not in this episode. Unfortunately, he had caught COVID, and I want to wish my friend here uh, a quick recovery and a speedy recovery. If you want to send your well wishes and some love towards Daito, please do so over on Twitter. He'll hopefully be back for the next episode. I love you, man. We'll see you soon. Uh, next up is our scheduling issues. Um, as we get closer and closer into the holiday season, like next month, we're going to be off for a couple of weeks because I'm going to be gone, Blue's going to be gone, and also Thanksgiving. So we're going to take a couple of weeks off before we jump right back into our regular schedule until we reach the actual like Christmas holiday season. So with that being noted, if you notice that we are just like gone for a couple of weeks, that is totally normal. It is just the holiday season. We're going to be extremely busy. And once that's all wrapped up, we'll be back in time for the new year. The last announcement is that I made an oopsie. I forgot to upload episode 27 podcast uh, version of the episode. So if you guys are trying to catch up in the podcast versions, uh, please do go check it out when you can. I will hopefully have episode 27 posted by the time this episode comes out. So that being noted, if you guys want to go ahead, check out all that stuff. All of our links are over on Twitter and also the links down below for the stream and over on the VOD for YouTube. That being said, Thank you all so very much, and let's get into the game. So, where we had last left off. As all of you assaulted the Far Cloud Tribal Grounds, and faced off against the Beholder Guardian, as well as Agatha, Gertrude, and Ciri, You all, in your attempt to saving the other Cardinal Clansmen, as well as trying to thwart their efforts, you subsequently find yourself in defeat, as Igwell the Witch Queen is revived once more, as, as the efforts go on, Bora is killed by a disintegration spell as he's turned to ash before all of you. 
the massacre ends as an individual known as Cowrell the Vile, as well as Green Nose Drift, appear, convincing that their alliance and invested interests are aligned. As they all leave, you are all left bloodied, broken, and defeated, and one less ally who will return to the cloud top with the rest of the cardinal clansmen. I'm going to ask all of you, Bura, who meets the Raven Queen in this afterlife, makes a deal in order to come back and hunt down the Witch Queen. He is to become her next champion and the next Crow Father. As he is revived within the Adamantine Bastion to learn these old pieces of knowledge. As all of you settle in, spend a day kind of meandering about and watching and assessing the damage here within the cloud top, all of you find another night's rest on this day before having to leave the Adamantine Bastion. So with that said, what do you all do? Well, Citra waking up the next morning is going to feel some tingly pain in the hands and realize uh, she messed up her knuckles quite a bit punching through that crystal and tries to attempt to wrap her hands and realizes she has never done that before. She usually uses magic to heal. Um, so at some point she, her shoulders drop and she gives up and, and looks to Dante with like this defeated look and just, can you help me Dante? I've never done this before and this really hurts. <coughs> She just, yeah. She's holding up her Dante. hands like they're bloodied. <laughs> Dante's gonna gonna come on over and he's going to <clears throat> he's gonna help her wrap her hands. Crystal was quite hard, wasn't it? Yeah. But uh I was a little too angry to care. No worry, I understand. She's looking to you, seeing the armor on, um, and she'd tilt her head. She has a bit of a f that far away look, but like, it's just, she's trying her best to try to remain stable. Trying is keyword. <laughs> are you holding up okay? The best that I could. Not everyone can keep up a silver smile as long as no. I've, um, never dealt with this before, so, uh, it's a lot of emotions I'm not used to going all at once, so. I understand. I don't think I've heard from Sav yet either, so. I don't feel okay. Dante's gonna keep wrapping up her hands. Yeah. Like, in the same manner of, like, that shapes her glove as well. In the meantime, she'd tilt her head to look past Dante to Leo and you okay? Leo's just been sort of he's he's had the chieftain slipstream in his hands and he's just sort of looking in, into it, seeing his reflection in its metal just sort of lost in it at the moment if you can 
Make me a Arcana check for the slipstream. Uh, a twelve. There is a strange notion to holding this. It's familiar. It, it's almost as if you've held it before. And as you are looking deep within the reflection of the metal, it's almost as if you can kind of see something just beyond it, but it's too hard to tell with uh, even with the 12. There is this faint notion that it is a past uh, a passed on artifact from one to another and its familiarity almost seems personal. I didn't know. It's okay. Dante's gonna finish up uh, wrapping up Citra's hands. And she'd give like a quiet like thank you. Her hands are shaking, but um, she's trying to see how far she can squeeze her fingers without causing pain. So I really hope I don't have to punch anything today. This hurts a lot more than I used to. I think for now our fight's over. I hope so. Dante's gonna stand up and look over to Leo. <sighs> How are your wounds doing, bud? I think physically I'll be fine after a few days. I just feel weak from blood loss. That's natural. Um, my magic only does so much, so... She's mentioning it, but, like, she's sounding very doubtful of her own magic right now. That imposter syndrome man is slipping on in real sneaky-like. <laughs> Dante's gonna... Dante's gonna look at Leo just for a very long time. His, his hand is, like, balled up really tightly in a fist. And he's... <laughs> he, he's trying to make the red subside. The red that has taken over now half of his body. Would Citra notice that? Well, it's not a secret. It's no, not being hidden. But like, yeah. If, if he hasn't moved too far away, she'd just kind of like very gently reach out and just kind of take that bald fist in her own hand, like trying to calm him. Yeah. Dante's just going to kind of like grit his teeth and like kind of look down at the floor. He's like... I'm I'm gonna need I'm gonna need some time alone. Okay. I don't think I'm level-headed enough to to talk right now. And he's gonna he's gonna swiftly just pace out of the room. Okay. Yeah, CJ doesn't stop him. <laughs> Leave out the door. And you can kind of see several Far Cloud members as they're kind of just assessing what had been lost. 
can still see some murmurs of despair, panic, only to be slowly calmed, and you can feel that this place has changed from what was this bright city of a forest now this veil of trepidation. <sighs> I guess Dante's not in the right mindset to be talking to individuals to quell um to quell any um any any unease. I guess he's going to Go to the net, I guess the best person for this and go to, um, uh, Azure. Make me a, uh, make me an investigation check. Mm -hmm. God, I need Citra making that check. <laughs> a negative one. Uh, 14. Okay, so you're passive. He cannot be easily found and in this scenario as you're kind of just looking around trying to find the man you you go to all the usual places but you still can't seem to find him uh, either he's busy with something else or he is currently just very well hidden in his isolation it's hard to really tell because you just don't know where just he is. Just can't find him. Yeah. Dante's gonna like press the like pinch the bridge of his nose and be like, "Of fucking course." Hey man, he's going through some stuff too. <laughs> Girlfriend's back that from the dead. <laughs> All right, so. I guess. Is Yanuel easier to find? Yanuel is uh, significantly easier to find as Yanuel is currently in talks with some of what is this upper league of uh, Far Cloud individuals as they are talking with some of the major guard members here. Uh, after kind of waiting and standing by as they finish one conversation, you can see as Yanuel turns towards you. Ah, Master Dante. It's good to see you. Hopefully, feeling better than yesterday. <sighs> Only slightly better than yesterday. I don't blame you. Any update on the movement of my dear brother? As far as what I know, at least from whatever magical messages can be sent towards me, his efforts in Hallowsgrad is well and committed, and is now currently awaiting for the rest of the house member approvals. Well, understandable, seeing what's partaking currently. Unfortunately, I won't. I don't have the means to stop it. 
but then anybody does at this moment. What of you? What's... What will be your plans after all is said and done here? Well, I've already had something in motion. Um, unfortunately, I have to go back to Volenstan. First, the Bastion, of course. But I have, I have a duty to help some people. I also need to. S I also need to see. Um, I also need to see my um, pseudo father, as one would put it. I need to have some. I need to have a talk with him. Well then, with all arrangements in place, I'll be heading up to the Adamantium Bastion as well. I would guess. Yeah, well. <laughs> Please. Okay. I, I would just. I would just like to extend my um, my my gratitude for your help in all this. I know it's not easy. Um. Trying to well, won't get out of here. Um, while there's a bounty on your head, and trying to run a underground railroad for those who do not wish to t partake in this. It is to note that with these walls being taken down, many of the Farklads here are left defenseless. So, my efforts, while currently in place, will hopefully see safe refuge for anyone that desires it. And those who wish to stay will do their best to defend their land. Luckily, their biggest threat has been thwarted. Or is not here. Gives them some time to rebuild. Hope that they do in time. As for right now, it is just best to coordinate with those who can leave. And by sunrise tomorrow, we'll be making our way up to the Adamantine Bastion. Or hopefully I can make my pleas towards King Canis. Thank you, Yanuel. Thank you. May you have safe... Sorry? Hopefully leadership won't... Oh, sorry. Oh. Uh, hopefully leadership won't be... Won't be a bad one. I'll be traveling with you up to the Bastion, so let us hope that we both get the results we want. Let us hope and let us pray to the to the Dust Mother. I'll leave you to your business, as I have much to be left with mine at the moment. As she walks over and taps you on the shoulder and leaves off with the rest of the the rest of what looks like to be a couple of uh, awaiting Far Cloud members. Alright. Citra, Theodon. You are still settled in your room. What are you doing? Um. 
Eventually, she's going to want to try and check in with Sav, because she hasn't heard from him in a while. Quite some while, actually. Um, uh, but in the meantime, Seacher uh, would at least get herself to stand up, because I don't think she's been moving yet. Um, just kind of, like, move over to Leo just a little bit, just to be like, are you going to be okay, like, being left alone to your own thoughts? Yeah. Connor. I'll be on. You're muted, buddy. He sort of scoffs a little bit at that. Yeah, I know. It's I'll be... uh, funny coming from me. I'll be alright. Um, she just kind of like place her hand on his shoulder. It's like not liking the cost of what happened, but I'm glad you're back. He just doesn't say anything to that. And she just kind of nod and just leave. <laughs> she needs to find a quiet place to be able to try and see if she can at least know that Sob is still around, I guess. Okay. Make me a wisdom check. Please, man. <laughs> 20. <laughs> dirty. As you begin to focus, find this quiet place on the cloud top, just staring out, kind of sitting down, crossing your legs, and focusing on your mind. The first emotion that links you to is fear. As you find yourself being pulled through this aether, this space. When you find yourself at the door, it is this feeling of dread. A weight unlike any other. It hasn't been like that in a while. She gently knock at the door. Dude, the door just... What was as you enter through there is this quiet in the room. Everything looks darker. And as you're trying to like squint your way through the darkness and try and find a space you feel your hand finally touch the back of a wall and it's loose the stonework like, that makes up these walls is loose she'd kind of like poke at it a little bit she can't really see but she can feel right yeah you do and it feels like one of the bricks just onto another side. And you can she see a faint light begins to shone through. A light? Can she see anything else beyond it? If you want to look through where you yeah. push the brick through. Alright. 
Make me a perception check. Okay. The dirty 20 again. As you look through, you can see clouds, machine work, a giant mechanized design as Sav is currently sitting in the center of what looks like to be this platform, the full wings out, the horns ablaze. As the eyes look up towards you. There's a silence. So you can hear what is the sound of heavy gear and clockwork machinery as they collide and clash. You hear the... Could she still approach or no? The wall is still. Oh yeah. Up. If she, just if, if she still, yeah, if she sees Sov on the other side of it, she's just gonna try to get through it. As you continue to try and push some of the bricks, I need you to make me another wisdom check. Okay. Oh man, there goes all my rolls. Five. <laughs> as you try and push one brick in and another one, as they begin to slowly fall, you see as Sav raises one hand. You don't need to see this yet. I, I don't? As the hand raises and you can see as all the bricks begin to... As it begins to barricade you once again. Just beyond that wall. And it's like sturdy again, I'm assuming. Yeah. She tried to like poke at it again. And, and from behind you feel a hand as if it crawls across your shoulder. I said you don't need to see that yet. She turned immediately. <laughs> Are you okay? No. Fear is often our catalyst. Yeah. I've been afraid before. I've never sensed dread. And now I have seen it. Eggwolf. And they took something from us. Yeah. Our friend. <laughs> you see... The hand reaches up to your face and almost wipes away one of the tears. And we are to take back what was stolen. You think we can? In time. 
We need more power. You need more power. Okay. And I am going to give it to you. Give it to me? How? Something comes to us. Our first fear. That is how we will take back what is ours. Okay. Mm. She'd kind of just pause for a second and give, she'd hug onto Sav because she was afraid she lost Sav at the same time because she hadn't heard from him. You can see for the first time what is rather a ravenous animal at first, now calm, cold, calculated, and in hugging them, they are almost warm, almost at, almost to the point of burning. And as you release from the embrace, you can feel yourself being drawn back through the door. It will come. They will okay. come. They? As the hand pushes you and the door slams shut as you awaken. Just staring in confusion and shock there. She's still alone, right? Like, no one watched that crazy scene. (laughs) Yeah. And I think from there, she's probably going to talk to Dagex with that one. Okay. In that... Leodon. Yeah. <laughs> As you sit here to recover and kind of within this room not alone, definitely uh, with Dagex here and as well as the other recovering Cardinal Clansmen still deeply in rest. The door opens with the appearance of your parents as they come to check in and heal those who need healing. Uh, that being their job here, as they come to see you directly. What are you doing? Mother? You managed to get some rest. Father? Uh, when I can, when my body forces me to. But my mind is racing. I can't. It's just hard processing all this. As your father sits on the other empty bed and staring across from you. It's it's always going to be strange. We haven't seen you in so long. Last time we 
I would have got to meet you was when you were a babe. <laughs> Fifty whole years ago. We never wanted this for you. I never wanted this. They're kind of feeling the stress of this conversation. We do have good news, though. Uh, something to get your mind off of. Hey. Well, it, it was shortly after you were born. After you had been whisked away for your protection, we we wanted to keep trying to be a mother and father, and well, you have a little sister. <laughs> really? Sister? Yes. She went on her own adventure, though. <laughs> so, we're not exactly oh. sure. She... What's her name? Isla. Isla. Isla Farclad. How old is she now? Probably no older than 30 seasons. Hmm. I'd very much like to meet her one day. I heard that she, well, the last time we heard from her is her making her way up to one of the main cities in the northern country. Um, we haven't received much messaging, but if we can make some solid assumptions, she's probably somewhere within the Emerald Enclave. Well, within those of Druidic practice. <laughs> she mentioned she wanted to come back at some point, but... Probably not the best time right now. We would have preferred her to be away. Aye. Spent a good amount of time trying to be a family, but I think she always knew not having someone that we wanted to have at our table not there. As your father looks towards the others. Oh no. I feel, I feel slightly irresponsible for the rest of them. All of them slightly older. I remember when they were first born. Same exact situation as you. 
gifted the winds of Imperia and taken adrift by the Azure Dragon. These people don't know any more about their culture as you do. <laughs> and yet they were made to suffer for it as well. Suffering for something that they had practically nothing to do with. One foolish mistake that I wish, I wish we never had to make that choice. Because now the sins of all of our ancestors come to haunt us. <coughs> Stories of the Far Cloud here on the Prime Material Plane is a long but an easily condensed one. Let's start with our names. The way that we've always called each other since we left the Feywild so long ago. When a far cloud is born, they are given a name of the past. Someone within our community, after they find themselves put to rest, are given the name of New, as if to pass the torch. It is our fervent beliefs that our souls just move to a new body, and our minds make up our own. But we are just another incarnation taken by the winds and placed somewhere else. Like seeds. Huh. You know, when I... When I hold the slipstream, it almost feels like it's not just me there. It's probably the first Leodon of our clan. Some say she was quite the provocative one. Mid very quick decisions. And then... You've had a couple of others with your name before. Now it's you.
There is no hope to say that I want you to be chieftain. I hope you comprehend this. Our clan is lost. We no longer have a home again. And now we're at the mercy of someone who truly desires our destruction. He narrows his eyes for a moment. This world is all of our homes. That's what people who raised me taught me. We never stuck around in one place for very long. We just would bed down for about a week and then keep moving. Perhaps, perhaps it's time to uproot and get carried on the wind to safety, preferably. Your parents look towards each other. As your mother looks back towards you. Perhaps we should go see the Emerald Enclave. Perhaps. Your father gets up and you can kind of hear the slight old creaks of a very old uh, uh, fear bolt. I'm sorry to have to uh, cut the conversation short, but there are patients that need tending to. Of course. As he comes over and he gives you a big hug and your mother quickly <laughs> separating the distance in order to hug you as well. It's just good to know that our son is alive. I... I'll get to work. There are people in more need than me. Right. As they stand up and they begin to work their way through and start tending to those with severe blood loss. Uh, the day continues and you can see as Dagex beginning to leave the room. I'm noticing he's taking up a bit too much space here. As the day goes on for all of you, there is, while dread, plenty of quiet throughout the day. 
Is there a part where any of you would like to coalesce with one another at some point? Sorry, like well, to what? Dance. As, is there any part where any of you would like to meet up with each other? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Dante's gonna grab food from somewhere, and he's he's gonna try to bring it to Leo because he knows he's got he's low on blood, mm-hmm. and he's gonna need to replenish it somehow. It uh, it doesn't take too long, as there are plenty of foods and rations being <coughs> sparsed out throughout the uh, throughout the cloud top. Uh, in bringing it back, there is a resting uh, Leodon with his parents uh, attending to the other cardinal clansmen. I'm gonna say Siege is probably taking a little bit longer before she even attempts to come back because she needs to try and stabilize them emotions. Yep. Don't need a sob uh, accidentally popping out in the middle of all this. <clears throat> Dante is gonna gonna offer Leo a plate of food. You need to eat if you're gonna get that blood going again. <clears throat> Leo sort of like shakes his head and, and blinks his eyes like he was about ready to fall asleep, but he was staying awake just through sheer willpower and he looks up. I yes. Probably something to eat. Thank you. And he'll grab the plate of food. Alright. It's, uh... It is a small combination of, uh... medley of vegetable, uh, vegetables, potatoes, and, uh, some... Uh, well-cooked goat. So, mutton, mostly. Hmm. Mutton. Yep. And uh, <laughs> tastes gamey as hell, but it it's food for the first it's time food. in a while. Yeah, <laughs> it's food for the first Yummy. time, and it tastes great. Yeah. yeah. Notice you've been skipping your meals yesterday. I don't need you dying on me. I'm not trying to die. Oh, well, it seemed like you were before. This is about the train. Obviously. Can't imagine you trying to kill yourself in the dunes. Sorry, I'm just... Just still on edge about it. I know. And... I'm sorry. A little bit of that red starts creeping away from Dante's other half of his body. I know you two are thick as thieves. (laughs) Literally. And... The train. I 
I was hoping that this, what I did on the train, would prevent this outcome. I thought that maybe if I went with her that she would keep her word and Bra would survive. Were you even awake when you were at when you were at the temple? Or did she keep you under? Briefly, I woke up. She told me about how I deserved this. About how we all deserved what was coming next. About how it was justice. <laughs> there was no justice in any of this. It was just pain. And she caused it, and she succeeded. We're not about to let that happen again. I... The real justice is coming. <sighs> oh, you bet it is. And luckily for you... I get to take out two people who've caused you pain, Leo. Just slowly raises an eyebrow as he just, like, shoves a potato in his mouth. Uh, Dante, Dante, oh, he doesn't know, yeah. does he? <laughs> yeah, all that kind of happens later. Exactly. Uh, okay, I know that one. <laughs> as you guys uh, begin to entertain one another Citra as you find yourself walking back you hear familiar voices shouting at each other shouting shouting as you kind of round a corner you see a Dakex and an Alois arguing oh do you wish to remain unseen, or do you want to walk up on this conversation? Uh, it does seem pretty interpersonal at this point. She can try. <laughs> Make me a stealth check. Oh boy. Do it, do it, do it. Be stealthy. 15? Okay. As you slightly round the corner, you find yourself draw back as you hear the shouting continue. And as the conversation goes...
And at what point did you assume that you were not going to tell anyone about this until it needed to happen? How long were they supposed to be in the dark? How long was everyone at the EHS supposed to be in the dark about this? If I needed everyone to know, then I would have told them. I'm sorry to say, Dagex, but when it comes to my personal life, and as well as my own personal effects, I prefer to keep that close to the chest, because whenever something like this gets out, more people die. They get hurt. So if you want to play your Boy Scout game here, then by all means, go run towards whoever it is in your media command, because I know full damn well it isn't just who we think it is. That little stone you held by your chest. Back in... Back in Nobrook. Or... Uh, back in the city. Who was on the other end? Dagus begins to kind of step back a bit. That's what I thought. You wanted somebody to listen in. You wanted my secrets. So who was listening? I'm sorry to say this, Alois. But there are those who do not believe in you. And the longer that you get to play around, not just only with them, but with the EHS, with everyone, there are invested parties that want to know of whether or not you're holding up your end of the deal. Because if you're not, it doesn't matter how strong you are, how powerful you are, the adamantine bastion and all of its forces will come down on you. So I'm assuming it's not Harleen then. He's a little too self-righteous for something like that. Stagic begins to turn. The more secrets that you hold away from them, the more that you're going to do the damage. If we've lost Burra, how do you intend to replace your ever-so-coveted fourth? They both kind of stare off a bit before Dagex kind of waving his hand. That's what I thought. was a lot. <laughs> as you get this faint feeling as if there's an eminence coming your general direction. Do you quickly move or do you stand still? She doesn't like lying, so she's not gonna move. She just happened to be at the wrong spot. <laughs> As to round the corner, an Alois Azure appears 
right before you. Let's meet up with the others. We have an airship coming down. Are we just pawns to you? He stops. to believe you, but right now it doesn't feel like I can. If you were pawns to me, this would be much easier. I wouldn't care so much. As he begins to continue stepping forward. You know about the others. Airship is going to be here soon. And she doesn't stop him. She's too angry and she's afraid she's going to scream at him. <laughs> See as he continues to walk into the inner trees, into the bigger inner tree here. The day continues on, Citra, as you make your way back to the rest of the, uh, to the other, uh, individuals in your party. And you can kind of hear the faint laughter between Leodon and Dante as they begin to contemplate their desired vengeance for... What's the meaning of Christmas? Vengeance! Yeah. <laughs> As you enter, there is no break in silence. There's just this hope for you to join back into the conversation. She'd probably enter the room. Not about conversation, though. She's she's um, teetering right now. Is Dante going to notice this? That's Make an insight you. check. Alright, let's do insight. 20, dirty 20. Man, uh, the dirty Citra. 20s have it tonight. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Zitra, make a deception check. Deception? Plus, yeah, make a deception check. Just Never used that before. Yeah. Whoa. Come on. Watch it be a natural Wait, 20. <laughs> you She's can definitely tell. Yeah, you can definitely tell. She left this way, she came back probably worse. Dante's just kind of kind of look to to um, Azure, then look to Leo, and then he's just gonna. Oh, Azure's not there. He, he oh, Azure's not there. Oh, yeah, he's just, just he's just gonna look to Leo. He's gonna look to Leo, and then he's just gonna walk over to um, Citra. Hey, hey, what's wrong? What's up? I'm not okay. I'm not. Hey, hey, it's it's all right. It's all right. It's all right not to be okay right now. There's no expectation to be anything else. No. 
just feeling very replaceable right now. Hey. If it makes you feel any better, you're not replaceable to me. I don't know about that. I couldn't even keep her alive. But it's the one job I have. Dante is gonna take a sharp intake and just <sighs> I guess we're two peds in the same pod with that one. I couldn't keep him alive either. And I was so close. It's right in front of him, man. How were you not angry at me? Because it wasn't your fault. It's none of it our faults. It wasn't even Mio's fault. <laughs> it was Igwell's fault for all this. I... It was none of our faults. We were... We tried... All of us... Tried everything we could. To keep all of us intact. This was just... Overwhelming. We tried our best. And none of us can take any blame for that. Seacher, you can't blame yourself for this. It feels like I should. It feels like I should. I, I... Dante's gonna pull um, Citra in for a really deep hug. And she'd actually step back. I am not okay, and I... I am teetering between so many emotions I've never felt before. Emotions I wasn't necessarily allowed to feel before, actually. I don't want to lash out. Okay. Even Sav was terrified. And okay. On top of all that, I'm dealing with knowing exactly what I am now, and it's a lot. And I'm afraid all these secrets are just gonna keep getting one of us killed, so I don't- I'm stuck between telling you and not telling you. The only ones that do know are Azure knew the whole time. Dagex knows. I'm not a tiefling, that's for sure. Um, but um, I'll probably tell you back at the Bastion. I don't, I don't know who else would be listening right now. Okay. But I've never felt Soft feel so terrified before in my life either. I couldn't feel him back at the back there. I couldn't. But now we're we're angry. Um. I did see him for a little bit. I saw something really different. But he told me that I shouldn't be seeing this right now, but that I need to be stronger and I will be. And a they will be coming and I don't know what any of this means and I'm my head feels like it wants to explode. Okay. Do you think this is a moment where you need some space? I don't know. I don't know. I've, I, I've never even dealt with someone dying on me before. 
All right. I don't know what's right. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what's healthy. I don't know what's probably detrimental. And I didn't, right. didn't want you guys dealing with it. But I am also not going to lie to you either. All right. He was what? all of our friend. If we want to deal with it, we can deal with it together. Okay. Dante's gonna take Citra's hand gently, because he knows about her hand, and lead her to the bed to, to sit. Just to take a rest. Yeah. If she's on the bed, she'd just kind of like sit up, but she'd pull her legs up to herself, because she's just nothing feels stable. <laughs> you know? Okay. So what Dante is going to do is, um, how many pillows are around this place? I mean, there's a pillow to a bed, and there was your your four pillows, and then as well as the other four pillows being used by, or uh, the other three pillows being used by uh, the Cardinal Clansmen who are being healed and rested. And okay, so... Um... I'm going to take what pillows are available to me, which I'm assuming is a three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to give a pillow to Citra, a pillow to Leo, and a pillow to me. <laughs> He's going to be like, all right, so <laughs> I know this is probably not a usual for any of you, but um, Menno showed me this. Um, when I wasn't going through quite the best time in my life either. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna take this pillow and you're gonna scream into it as hard as you can. As you say that, you see as <laughs> Mama Leodon as she pokes her head out from behind one of the curtains. Please don't yell in the apothecary. Hey, <sighs> there are people resting okay. in close vicinity. Uh, I don't want to okay. take. I don't want to take away your stress, but um, I do have some oils. If you want to <laughs> find some, no some screaming, calm. only lavender. Uh, mostly <laughs> mint, darling. Mostly mint. All right. Okay, I guess that can work for now. Sorry to. I, sorry to. Yeah, um, I, I know it's stressful for all of you, but. They're on the verge of death. So Do you, you need my help with that? <laughs> I am technically a healer. No, no, no. Citra, you're gonna take a rest right now, bud. Don't worry. We take care of our own. And she comes over and she provides you all with a, a small vial of it's like this minty oil that kind of helps soothe the emotions. Creme de menthe. Yeah. Nice. So, nice. <laughs> take a couple of deep whiffs. Relax. And if there's any uh, thing else that we can help with. No. Uh, thank you for your help. Um, it's good to see you again. <laughs> it's good to see you too. Do I, do I know who, who she is? That's yes. his mama. <laughs> have I met her? You have. My mom! <laughs> 
<laughs> my mouth. You guys were uh, sitting with us when Seacher yeah. introduced got introduced to them and all that. Is, yeah, this is Rosen. Uh, or, uh, Royston, R-O-I-S-S-I-N, uh, and uh, as you remember, uh, Caden was Leodon's father. Yeah. Ah, yeah. She, Seacher would quickly whisper that to Dante before just, and then just looks at Leo like, your parents are pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> the kindness comes from somewhere. <laughs> well... I doubt it's genetic, but I'm glad they're nice people. I wish they could have met my foster parents. I wish I could have met them, too. Hmm. Well, you could technically meet mine. If I'm not grounded for life. <laughs> As an hour or so passes here, not just only in grieving and finding therapy by speaking to one another. A knock comes at the door and it barely creaks open as you can see the somewhat tattooed eye and face of Dagix. The airship is here. Oh, right. We're ready yeah, to move out. Alright. <sighs> Do you need a little a minute, a little bit of this mint oil, bud? I'm fine. As the door closes quietly once more. He's not. Azure and Dagex, I walked in on their fight. That's why I'm a little bit more messed up than usual. <sighs> Fairly certain I heard what I wasn't supposed to hear. But, um, he's very adamant that we get going. Alright, let's go. Oh, I don't think it's any fair to Leo in that case. I'll just need a moment. Okay. Alright, take all the time you need. We'll tell them. And if he fart pushes, I will push back. <sighs> Leo will slowly stand to his feet and he'll try and find his parents. Uh, they're still doing uh, basic uh, basic healings and uh, operations with the other three. Yeah, I, I think we'd probably all say bye and Seacher and her Seacherness would give them both a hug before having to leave. Oh. Mm-hmm. Listen, Seacher's still Seacher. <laughs> uh, as Caden also gives you a nice, strong, uh, no, no-worded hug. Yeah, kind of one big pat on the head with that massive hand. Oh God, her hair just <laughs> poofs for a second. Just <laughs> yeah, which uh, uh, Leodon, you probably come out about an inch shorter than your father. Uh, he's uh-huh. he's equally as tall, but he's he's a big boy. Someone's taller than Leo. <laughs> oh God! Holy fuck! <laughs> well, he's probably also like like pushing four hundred at this point. Yeah, <laughs> but it's pretty much the you're taller. How dare you? <laughs> All right. As uh, this one moment uh, between your parents. It's hard to watch you go again. 
But at least this time you can stand on your own two feet. <sighs> Hopefully after all of this I can come back. You said you were going to the Emerald Enclave. When right. all of this is over, I'll try to meet you there. I'd very much love to meet Isla in person. We hope... We hope so, too. As Kin uh, looks towards you, we have a little bit more work to do in order to help whoever needs healing at the time. And we'll make sure that the other cardinal cardinals here are sent to your direction and over the case that they need to look for someone with as much experience as them in trying times. Hmm. Oh. And before you go, and he reaches out from under the shirt, you see as he pulls off a pendant and he puts it in your hand, it looks like this massive sprawling wings and this beaked bird with these two uh beset uh amethyst uh amethyst uh colored uh stones in the eyes it is a small token just to remember us and that you also remember that the cardinal winds always come and take us to a better place. I, I'll try to remember that. And he'll just, uh, he'll he'll pin it to his belt. And as your parents give you a nice firm hug, and as you have to finally take your leave, you can kind of see as your mother trying to stoically face, face you as you walk out, there are still tears slightly streaming down the eyes. Not knowing exactly where the winds will take you. As the three of you climb to the top of this tree, as per directions, you find yourself at the massive treetop. As it is flat, you can see what is the airship, as the very low hummings of magic that comes from these massive stones and sails that, uh, that give it life to the air. As there are a number of adamantine guards and Eloise who's still who is now sitting towards the bow and Dagex kind of just sitting uh where is this uh this step ladder the plank that leads up to it and a very familiar face to all of you a uh a, uh, a Haley uh, Luminari. She is staring down and noticing there is one less of you. Long time no see, Haley. 
Good to see you, Haley. I was sent here in order to do some blood ministrations, and never the case that something might have gone wrong, but I feel like something already has. Yeah. Um. Order's gone. To say the least. I'll explain later if I have to. I can't do it right now. See, there's a slight pat as the other two walk by, and Haley as she stares down you, Dante. Let's get you all home. You're taking me from mine. Dante just walks onto the airship. As as all that are in attendance and Yanoel also taking their step up to the airship, you hear the call of the captain for any last uh, last people heading their way to the adamantine bastion. And as the final call is made and the plank deck is pulled up, you hear the heavy hums of an airship before it begins to raise and you see as the people down below giving rather depressive waves, but affirming that at least someone from their family is well and alive and that they intend to keep up the fight. As long as you are raised thousands of feet into the air, you see the adamantine bastion has moved much closer than you would have initially thought to the southeast, or to the southeast, not too far away from the Thalia Cliffs. As the ascension only takes about half a day, you all finally dock. You are met back within the Adamantine Bastion as there are several officials standing by awaiting for reports to find out what exactly has happened and what went down. Standing there near the main deck, you can see a Harling Kapoor awaiting your arrival as well. Here we go. <sighs> She's not going to be happy with what just transpired. Nope. <sighs> this matter is to be settled at my office immediately. Now. And she turns and she has the high expectation of all of you to follow. Dante doesn't hesitate to follow. Teacher's on autopilot. As all of you 
make your way through the adamantine bastion back into the EHS uh, Volenstan district. Descending down the stairs and then reascending stairs to the office. Before, once again, standing in this massive wide open room with a giant window that stares out to the sky. And she takes a seat. I have received a report. Vested interest in the matter of Volenstan, it seems like we have been cut loose within the greater Volenstan area, and many of our EHS members have viciously clamored back to the Adamantine Bastion. Without full knowledge as to what has happened, we even lost a few. Some are still down there, awaiting further orders. Hiding. How is it that I leave you all for a few weeks and the entire nation of Volenstan now has turned their backs on us? Yanoel, would you care to explain? As Yanoel steps forward, it seems like that this matter was premeditated. As you are well and aware, Lady Kapoor, that for a long time the Cliffs of Thalia and Grevalenstan has been at war. And for the most part, we have warned you that something like this could have possibly happened, as Harley raises a hand. The matter with the war is not of concern. What I want to know is how it happened. Are you going to listen or are you going to keep interrupting us? That is not Citra, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of soft came out as she yep. stares down hmm. to you. We were doing... We were doing our jobs. We were on our way to our next assignment. Well, this part was a little bit after you got caught, Leo. We were in Nobrick, right? It was Nobrick, right? Shit, I don't have my notes with me. Um, We were on our way to Nobrick. Nobrick on the train. No, I'm talking about when we were there. Um, Does, Does she know everything that happened before this? Uh, she doesn't know how Nobrick happened. She just knows that something happened. And she doesn't care about why the war is a cause of this effect. She wants to know how this happened. Oh, okay. Well, um, I can give you the quicker version of it. Um, they were looking for people who were supporting the Thalia Cliffs. Um, and the Volenstan Arknights were all there uh, under the... Actual command of Grin Nosedriv. He has the main Arc Knight under a some sort of spell, and uh, they basically went about burning the entire population there. If not, some of them survived. 
he caught us. We got brought into the mayor's office, which he so happily explained how they already hung the mayor. Um, was threatening us, and at this time, Leo was caught uh, by our black filer, who turned out to be Igwolf. Um, Dagix uh, managed to stop him he, after he got thrown off of the balcony and was then thus thrown off as well, and he faked his own death. How do we know this? After basically losing Buddha to this Feywitch, um, they came in through a portal with that same robed figure that showed up at the, uh, at the event last time with all those demons and took Igwolf with them, and he's still fairly alive, and he also admitted to us that he's essentially controlling, uh, oh god, I forgot the name of it, um, she's not- Cal. Not, not just Cal, the- but- the, the art here. The art here. Thank you, that word was escaping me. So yeah, this is how we're all wrapped up into this. Rather concise. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. This political game that is currently being played is now out of our hands. And is now currently above my pay grade. Lordess Yanoel. You would not be here if not for the fact that all this has some connection towards you as well as the other five houses. Considering that this is a political and royal matter, I would seek an injunction to speak with King Canus Matilius on further investigation of the matter. In the meantime, my agents have gone through enough. And we'd be asking too much of them at this moment to continue assessment. As for all of you, I do have to congratulate your efforts, whether they succeeded or otherwise. It's very much or otherwise right now. However, this knowledge is vastly important. If we know that somehow somebody who had assisted in the attack of the Adamantine Bastion, this can persuade certain council members to consider that the Clisothalia might be of more assistance to us than good Volenstan at the moment. However, once again, that is beyond my purview. I will speak with counsel about this matter. But until then... We are to give proper rites and rituals to... Gora. Considering that his mother will be arriving not too long from now, 
it would be best to inform her of her second lost son. Yeah. So his father's not showing up. His father's in jail. His, his father is still oh, in I prison. Thought, oh, I thought he got sent back. No, no. He, oh. he's still down below. <laughs> well. In the meantime, the rest of you will be currently placed on administrative leave until further discussion is made. What does that mean? It means take a break. Okay. <sighs> that being said, Odyssey Yanuel, I will assist in your injunction. As for you, Alois, and you, Dagex, I will speak with you both privately. Before they get forced to leave Seacher, we just kind of pull out of her bag and take this little bag of those little yellow candies from Cloudtop and hand it over to her. Good luck. <laughs> Make... Persuasion check with advantage. Okie day, persuade man. Nice. Oh, that's perception. Sorry. Ignore that. Yeah. <laughs> Persuasion with advantage. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's my first time using the the iPad. Oipi. There we go. 21. Yay. <laughs> As you place the candies on the table. They're from the cloud top. As uh, she pulls the bag over and she... Releases the ribbon and pulls one of the candies in. Yeah, I'm going it's one to of the little. This. Yep, mm. they're really good. Like Seacher, a little bit of Seacher starting to shine through just a little bit. Yeah. As the rest of you, please, you are dismissed. I got kudo points. <laughs> <laughs> your uh, your elevation in personal relationship with her has moved up by one. They will remember this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone liked that. <laughs> As all of you take your immediate leave, you find yourself within the library and kind of meander around for a bit, having no job, no anything, no immediate panic to do, do anything. anything. Um... Not a panic, but Seacher would want to sit with the two of them somewhere private to explain the whole Nephilim bit and what she's basically been getting from Sov this whole time. Yeah. Because there's really been no moment to breathe up until now. Is Even though Azure said don't tell anybody else, she's not... She's basically feeling like the more secrets, the more people get hurt. Ah. Uh. <laughs> the opposite of him. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's Citra. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Wait, so you just explained all of it? Um. Or yeah, I, there's a lot in there. But essentially the oh. whole thing with Azoth and him using his own blood and summoning Tiamat. She's a Nephilim. Um, she's technically normal, according to Azure, except for the whole split between her and Sav. And then the repressed memory of 
remembering being five years old and a bunch of assassins just trying to kill her, and that's when Sav appeared and kind of went, no, uh, Uno reverse card. Um, <laughs> and she's actually been getting more and more along with Sav, but the more she does, the more she remembers. Oh. So that's actually been two attempts on her life that she now knows. Oh. Man, Sitra, that's... <laughs> that's a lot to find out in a matter of a short time. Yeah, and then when I left you guys alone, I tried speaking to him because I hadn't heard from him since uh, the Knucklehead, honestly. And, um... I could see him beyond the wall of the room that I see him in, but it's just, he had my, the wings, but everything, there's so many mechanical things around him, and said that I wasn't supposed to see it yet. Oh. I don't know what's going on, and I'm feeling very, um, unsure. I, I mean, I'm trusting him, but I'm just afraid something might turn up and hurt you guys if you don't know. I'm not saying m myself hurting you particularly, but whatever might come of it. Because this was very, very, very knowledge that even Dagex didn't have. And he oh, I see. practically knows almost everything next to Azure, which he knew the whole time. I don't know how I feel about that still. Well, nothing new for me. I never trusted the man from the get-go. It's hard to feel like we're not just getting strung along here. The anger in me makes me feel that way, but at the same time... If he honestly didn't care... He wouldn't be so twisted up in all this. He could have just left us to die in many of those situations. Just got someone else. We're not necessarily heroes or competent. Really, we all just got yanked out of the dunes. We've been in over our heads from the start. Yeah. As you say that, Leodon kind of just meandering about in the library, you feel a hard shove in your back. As you turn around, you see nothing there. Detect magic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's enough spooky for one day. <laughs> it is a form of illusion magic. As what? It's kind of like trying to tiptoe away from you. And All almost right. Who's bubbling. There? As it stops. Oh, very sorry about that. Didn't mean to uh, go to you. As you hear a voice out of the ether. Who said that? I swear I'm not losing my mind, right? Dante, Dante, like, like, gripping the books of the wall, trying to cover himself. Is that a ghost? Ghost? No. Uh, no. Citra's oh, tail is, oh, like, God. wagging around a lot to see if she can feel anything around her. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, at a certain point, as you're tail is waggling, you can hit hit something hard in metal as you know, like, alright, alright, fine, as you see is this large minotaur man, just heavily armored head to toe as he's been trying to sneak around you guys for quite a while. Sorry about that. 
teacher's just staring, just like... Ha. Ha, ha, hi. Yeah, uh, this large minotaur man, pure black hair, long <gasps> beard, uh, white and blue armor everywhere. <gasps> and Is it? With this massive shield and this massive sword, and he's like holding what looks like to be this small silverish ring in hand. Doesn't work all the time. Sorry, I'm trying to hunt down a friend. He's been causing lots of problems. He stuffs it into his little <laughs> his little jacket. Uh, friend? Uh, hi? Who? Oh, hello. Uh, I'm Dredger. This <laughs> massive hand re- reaches out towards you. Citra <laughs> just very daintily hands her, puts her hand there. It's just It's still banded, so she's just like, Hi. She's so tiny. Oh, <laughs> oh you kind of remind, remind me of my friend Shono. She's all blue and everything. Uh, sorry, I've, I'm currently trying to hunt down my friend Byron. He's causing a lot of problems recently. And, uh, well, I thought he might have been here, and it turns out he wasn't since uh, I ended up following my other friend. Um, so, carry on. With your business. Uh, Are you with Byron? What does he look like? Oh, he's uh, very, I guess, handsome half elf, as they call themselves. Uh, I think I'm a little bit more beautiful than him, though. But uh, yeah, he's uh, he's about half elf, about yeah, high as he. Raises one arm. It, it's probably way overshot for how big he is. Yeah, that is um, a tall elf. Yeah, he's a half elf. Uh, in, he tries to make his hair look white. He's got like color on the roots. Right. Yeah, we haven't seen him. Oh, so I'll keep an eye out. I'll keep an eye out for him. I'll let way. you know. Yeah, uh, so sorry about that. Um. Oh no, I'll see y'all. Probably not around as he pulls the ring back out and is right back onto the finger and he just disappears into the ether. That's under it. <laughs> How do you Are we sure he's not a ghost? <laughs> I walked into him. He's not a ghost. Oh I'll have to thank the Dusk Mother. Huh? Why is he walking well, around like that? I'm guessing his half-elf friend doesn't want to be found. Probably. Alright, well... You should probably get yourself one of those. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Alright, well... Um, right. You know what? Oh, what we were talking about. Um, don't mention that to anybody. At all. Dante raises his hand, three finger, three finger salute. Uh, thieves' honor. Thank you. I'm sorry. That was a lot of things to say. It's just, it just feels like every other moment there's something else that's gonna happen. It's just like the first minute I've been able to breathe. Yeah. <sighs> well, we're on vacation now. Yeah. Sorry about the moment upstairs, though. That was a little bit of sob. No, honestly, <laughs> it's nice to see that spiny ore showing. Yeah, uh, that's the other thing that's been happening, Leo. Um, Sav and I are getting along fairly well, so sometimes uh, I talk like that now. 
Honestly, good for you. I hope so. <laughs> hmm. Are you sure that saw though? I mean, maybe? I don't know. I told Buddha to bite me earlier. Oh, you did? Yeah, he was being kind of a jerk. <coughs> I had, We had just got away from the knuckles and I was exhausted and he was already telling me to get off the floor. I was a little frustrated. <laughs> Bet that gave the man the shock. Gave the man a... Quite the shock. Oh, yeah. No, I've never seen his jaw hit the floor before like that. <laughs> oh, I would kill to see it. Oh, and just... He really tried with me back at the cloud top. I wish you were there for that. <laughs> uh, he kept trying to uh, push the whole... Leo and I being together. The entire time. <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> well, are you sure about that? <laughs> What are you talking about? Dante, Dante <laughs> looking the, down with his hands on... Is this the first time sure Leo is hearing about this this whole thing? Yeah. He mentioned yeah. it once on the train before we went into the night... Well, we were in the nightmare realm. It was before we did the whole uh, nightmare versions of whatever we were dealing with. He mentioned it once in front of you there. You told him to table it. And after that, he had not stopped since <laughs> no break. <laughs> so Sitra would be like, yeah, no, this... He wouldn't... He kept, he kept going. Almost every day. No, every day, actually. Oh, are you sure? You sure about that? As uh, as you guys are joking around at this point, you finally see a, an Alois kind of walk out of the main office upstairs, making his way down, and finally hitting the floor where all of you are, and staring mm. at all of you. How's My... your back feeling, bud? It's doing better. But I need to take a leave for a while. So you probably won't see me in these next couple of weeks while I'm gone. Like, gone uh, by choice, or are we supposed to be concerned? By choice. Quite luckily, I was able to subside Harleen's anger for as much as I could. Maybe the candy helped. More than likely. <laughs> um, I'm sorry about earlier. I don't blame you. I also didn't I, have... stop. I just didn't know what to do. I have business to attend to. I'll be heading to the Black Archives for a while. And hopefully in time, whatever answers that we might be able to glean from will be in your next cases. Yeah. This time, I recommend listening to Harleen and taking a break, reassessing things. <laughs> you got it. As he pulls the hat down just a bit. I'll be back. Remember to drink water. <laughs> Send our best to Kimi. Yeah. 
I'll also inform Salazar your safe return, whether or not he cares, is up to him. I think he does. <laughs> At least a little bit. As he begins to walk out uh, towards the teleportation area down below, you can finally see his Dagex is kind of just slumping his way down now as well, as if dragged through hell. Oh, poor Dagex. Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> oh, did kind of did the whole dropping green off of the balcony bit. <sighs> Not so lucky. No. What's the damage? I am currently also on administrative leave. Oh, so you're also grounded. <laughs> oh. At least all of you get to be paid. Fortunately, I now have to reassess many of my inner circles for our spy network, and that is all but paperwork. Um, My punishment is death duty. Ouch. Citra uh, would just kind of tilt her head at him. Just, um, you haven't been telling your spy network about me, have you? They don't need to know anything about that. And it's not like I have been saying anything that is unnecessary. As far as people know, all I've been trying to do is pull old records, but even that's kind of gleaning towards the idea that I might be hiding something. I'm sorry. It's fine, it's just... It's just work. Yeah. Well, I'm wishing you luck with your desk duty. That sounds fun. As you can see as Harleen steps out from the top of the steps, and it's starting today! And you can see as his head slumps even further down. Seacher just <laughs> steps forward and gives him a, a small hug, and she's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Dante's gonna say in Thieves' Cant, well, you can always practice your Thieves' Cant. <laughs> On paper. <laughs> Uh, he responds to Thieves Can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As all of you, having successfully managed to avoid the true ire of your boss for the day, you are left to your devices over the course of the coming weeks. And with that, we're going to take a quick break. Break time! Yeah. Break time! Oh, why? All right. So uh, we're going to take a quick 10-minute break. We'll be back, and then we'll see what happens after all this. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. right. See you on 10. Bye. See you on 10. Welcome to the break for the episode. We will not make you wait long, I promise. Consider this next minute a good time to check out and do some necessities that you may do and gather during this time. Grab a few snacks or preferred beverages and maybe take the time to enjoy a breath of air, or this would be the perfect place to pause the episode before returning at a later date. This audio break will end soon, and we hope you're enjoying the episode so far.
And we're back. Hello. Woo. So. Hi, welcome back. Hi, welcome back. So. Preacher. Hi, we're back. I'm dead. <laughs> As <laughs> your current administrative leave has now begun, you guys are left to your devices on what it is you wish to do. So. Starting across the table as the month begins. Citra. Yes. What are some of your plans this month? Uh, she's going to be leaning into a lot of her monk training, um, but she's going to give more attention to her spell casting lately. Uh, she's launched a few successful fireballs, but she wants to make sure those fireballs don't just, you know, veer off course and hit people she doesn't want to hit, so it's going to be of a course. mix between those two things. You do find that there is training grounds uh, for EHS members that allow them to cast their spells in, uh, in ways that won't wreck anything. Yeah, um, I was hoping because uh, fireballs are a little messy. Yeah. However, a very familiar figure does appear uh, well within the training grounds. It's, it's kind of just like scampering by and watching and looking. Uh, you see a man just cloaked in all red carrying a heavily huh. wooden staff with two burning jewels where the eyes would be of what looks like to be this phoenix-like creature with its folded wings on it. Yeah. She'd be like mid trying to summon the fireball just it drops and she just and then she'd smile. Ignis! Right? Ah, voila! We're alive. <laughs> Someone. Yes, and so am I. Did you know your friend that you got that ring from was Igwolf? Who? That lady you got the ring from? That we returned to her? I repeat, okay? Okay, so that'd be no. Anyways. <laughs> Listen, I I deal with many uh, many individuals throughout my travels. I I'm not solely unfamiliar with the uh, the occasional bad person here or there. Not that I would know of, if that's the implication. I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, she's pretty. Bad. Yeah. Ah. Well then, um, had I known better, I would have never done that. <laughs> What brings you over here? Well, uh, I was... First I came here and um, took a nice look around. It seemed like a great place to rest my head. Probably open up a nice magic shop up here. Oh, so you're staying? Probably, more than likely, as soon as all the uh, paperwork gets through and I manage to get some money for my skills. I'm sure you're going to fit in just fine. I'm sure I will make that attempt too. But my skills are not without the lacking of those who might learn. Obviously, we are one in, uh, one in a million, you and me. So, perhaps some vested interest? Well, I have started to be able to summon Fireball. Just a little huh? spicier than I expect. This is a very useful tool for clearing out some uh, 
very violent individuals in the same room. Yeah, I just don't want to make that mistake of hitting anybody I don't want to hit. This is why we have very particular skills in preventing the worst outcomes and such, a, and such as that. Quite luckily, we are quite careful, if you know what I mean. Careful, spell, meta, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Always keep that in mind. Back yeah. pocket. What are your healing capacities, though? They're pretty basic. Um, I can keep people pretty stable and bring their health points up somewhat. It didn't quite help us on our last mission, though. And perhaps that might be the best thought next. Start considering not just only the capacity to do violence, but also the capacity to do healing. Well, I mean, I started out with healing, so... Well then, allow me to take the time to instruct you. You will? I mean, I I don't want to waste your time or anything. Well, it's not like I'm doing anything else while I'm here. Good point. Thank you. Absolutely. So, let's us begin with the basics. As he kind of pulls you off to the side and begins discussing the various properties of the rather particular sorcerer's or origin of the capacity to heal people, especially that of Divine Soul. It is a lot to take in for somebody who's probably older than you and also experienced in this field uh, far more. It's like it's basically a level 20 person talking to a level 10 person. Yeah, no, I I, I feel this. <laughs> so does lo-fi. Easy, bud. As he begins, uh, begins his lessons uh, throughout uh, throughout that time, uh, we're going to jump to Leodon. As you spend your time, how? To start off uh, your month. Uh, hmm. How, how would I want to start off my, uh, my time off? Your vacation time. Yeah. Vacation. Hmm. He would probably... He'd probably be doing research on Igwelv and basically trying to find out as much as he can about the the rituals that happened make to seal her away initially okay make me a investigation check because you're using the library for this so it's a massive repository of knowledge Ah, uh, three. Three. You kind of become obsessed in trying to find any information about Igwelv. And you're kind of piling the books around you and researching the fey magic, the old magics, 
anything about Baba Yaga, anything about the old rituals, old gods, um, old magics, and it's just... It's just coming up blanks. Like, you're always hitting a dead end before, like, you could even begin to start on this on this new theory or thread. Late one night, however, as you are currently shuffling through another book, you finally begin to feel the weight of tiredness beginning to wave uh, this past week as you see a Haley come round rounding the corner as she comes to see you. <sighs> it's not good to do this with a unclear head. She comes stepping uh, towards you as you're just basically bags under the eyes and just stacks of books that have just flowed your purview. Yeah, and he, he looks like he hasn't shaved either, so he's he's got more dark flecks on his face. Yeah. She comes stepping over and looking at you. You know, research is much like the act of art. At a certain point, you find a block, and you can't just simply barrel through it alone. And so, are you offering to help? I have other things that need to be taken care of, so I do apologize. But there are those within the Cobalt Soul who might know something a little bit more particular. Perhaps then I might ask around. Be part it'd be pertinent of you to do so. But in the meantime, as she's starting to pull some books off the table, you need sleep, a shower, and a shave. She kind of points at what has become your mess. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. I usually am. And she walks away and starts putting away some books at, at shelves and just kind of wagging the finger as they all begin to kind of float back into place. As this night comes to a close, you, for the first time, try and come to a very, very extraneous rest before drifting back to sleep. As you do so, you hear some faint sounds from the wall beyond yours. And sleeping in this room, it the faint sounds kind of are almost familiar before sleep finally takes you and you begin to rest again. Dante, what are you doing um, in the earlier parts of your vacation? Um, I'm going to talk to the alchemist 
to see uh, what the progress is on that antidote and also the uh, draft for um, for the little girl. Alright. As you find yourself actually not too far away, as she is no longer jailed, she has been moved under the strict observation of Olivier, uh, our warforged uh uh, our Warforged friend, who has helped make you guys a couple of things before. As you enter what is this workshop, you can see that the entire area has been split in two. And you can see one side is clear, clean, and you know, very like placed in its very particular order, while the other side is just a mess of notes and various vials of objects as well as what looks like to be uh, experimentation in progress as these two are currently bickering about a current process it's like would you manage to actually start getting that thick metal head of yours to assume for once that perhaps that the draft is not imperfect I make perfect things and Olivier is just like as one can always assume, perfection is never actually achievable. Your draft is, without a doubt, highly effective, but in regards to that, there are, in fact, various imperfections and, as well, certain things that could be highly detrimental to the normal body. And she just twists her ankles around, she just like spins on her ankles and is just like, ah, oh, this again! As she begins to walk back over to her side before looking at you. Oh, good. Finally. Somebody that might actually listen for once. Ah, <laughs> Master Dante. It seems like you have been away for so long. It is good to see your face. <sighs> yeah, I guess it would. It's good to see that someone's not in a jail cell. <laughs> yes, finally. And after these past couple of weeks, it seems like my... Observationalist here is having a lot of problems with how I like to do things. She is quite messy. In what way? I mean, if you just look, it's not a mess. It is exactly as things need to be. A method to the madness, I get it. Exactly, see? And Master Olivier here certainly doesn't know that. Everything must be in proper order. If it is not in a, in a clear and right place, then how are you supposed to get to it? It is unbelievable that you can sit here and leave such extraneous messes that other people have to clean up after. Uh, you see what I have to deal with all day? Every day? <laughs> Believe me, you're not the only one. <laughs> Any which how's, way. How's... What is it that How's you How's the draft? Before? Ah. Uh, the as, draft. As per the draft, it is complete. It is done. I have made sure that all properties of it are to help decrease the Arcanist sickness, but unfortunately, the person that this was supposed to be prescribed to is out of reach. <sighs> well... I mean, only out of reach if, you know, somebody didn't know the layout of the 
Avia Tharm scholars, but there is somebody in this room who does. <laughs> Should I ever dare ordain the idea that I would release such specific details, I would sooner find myself in a grave. Unfortunately, such knowledge is held to the highest esteem. And also, on top of that, if I was to ever say a word about how the Tharum Scholar Academy is even positioned, I could find myself at the bad end of a blade. And ah. as Olivier turns, it's like, However, it is also to note that you are within the Adamantine Bastion. You are well and protected, as well as me, who is more than capable of, I believe the kids would say, knocking the fuck out of people. <laughs> and that's exactly how the kids would say it, Lumiere. <laughs> you can All right, see, well. You can see there's a slight tink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but such secrets need to be held to its esteem, and I am more than happy to try and provide whatever it is any of you need in order to fix my mess. And and with the assistance of Olivier here, I've done more than my fair share of the part, as she crawls over with what looks like to be this, uh, this table that is two times her size, being a halfling woman as she's pulling out with what looks like to be this large crate before getting an arm under it and showing with what looks like to be several miniaturized vials about that big. These are the cures for those who were afflicted by the Gorgon's poison. Hopefully, if we manage to actually get these down to Valenstan, we might actually see results, but, well circumstances pending, as I was told that the EHS is well, thrown to the wind. Well, I'm on administrative leave, so I do need to take a quick little pop down to Valenstan, and luckily I can change this gorgeous face of mine so I won't be caught. There is a particular way of how this is ministrated, but if at least a few hands are known, you might be able to actually cure those people. Very well. I will be in attendance to assure that such ministrations are properly practiced, and Olivier, as he steps over, absolutely not. You are not to leave the EHS. It is part of your plea deal. <sighs> Then this leaves us with a promiscuous problem, doesn't it? Hmm. Maybe we can hash something out. It might take some time, but... I mean, this, the stone people aren't going anywhere, right? They are most certainly not. I must apologize to you, Master Dante. But rules are meant to not be broken. Especially during this time. Correct. And another apology to you, Miss Shraslani. I am aware of your desire to wanting to at least get out every so often. And hopefully in due time, those with greater powers that be will be more than willing to assist. 
and you can see the eyes slightly roll behind the glasses. Alright, fine, darling, fine. Before having to go back to her own work. <sighs> it is hard to try and mitigate these sorts of situations, one has to admit. One does admit. It does oh. take time. By the way, a interesting, uh, an interesting development for your friend Citra. As he oh. pulls out a small box and what reveals to be a boomerang with what looks like to be these gilded uh, golden lines on each end. As per her very particular request, this is finally complete. Oh. Yes. What may this be? It is a boomerang of returning. She had ordered this before she had left. Oh, she's definitely going to need that. Exactly. And and what was the cost of making this? Oh, it was already paid up front. No need to worry. Oh. Correct. Okay. Thought and I could buy her something for once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the box closes and he hands it off to you. When you manage to finally see your friend, make sure that she gets it. I'll make sure of it. And of, uh, those fire tip arrows? Ah, yes. Those were also equally interesting. As he pulls out with what looks like to be another, uh, a small cloth, uh, cloth wrap with what looks like to be these, um, these reddish, uh, reddish almost scale-like arrow tips. These are of particular interest. Each one of these does a bonus damage of fire. So, uh, oh. it, with a collection of three for what I was able to make of them at the time. No, that will do. Fantastic. No. All right, All right so... And how much? How much was it for those three flame-tipped arrows? You already paid for them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, thought I, I thought I didn't yet. No, you guys paid for them uh, uh, back then. Oh, I didn't I, remember. I, 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 I marked it, I believe. This was like right at the end of the whole summit bit. It was so long ago. Yeah. Oh yeah, that will that will make the okay. So flame. Yeah. So three flame tipped arrow. arrow uh, no, three flame tipped arrows. Uh, they do a spare two d six fire damage uh, to a single target. Okay, so... Yeah. So, all I can find is Flame Burst Arrowhead. Uh, because I... That's the way I had, uh... Made that first one, but these ones are fire-tipped arrows. I'll... I'll oh, fire-tipped sure arrows. Yeah, the, these are just fire arrows. They just do fire damage. Uh, instead of a burst arrow, it is a specific target. Oh, okay. Yeah. Alright, so I still have that burst arrowhead. Um, fire. Alright, well, I'll look for that in the inventory if you want to, um, move uh, I, I need to, I need to make them later. Um, at that oh, point, okay, yes. never mind. Yeah, at, at that point, uh, uh, yes, as all things are well and collected, in hopes of trying to make something new, I hope to see you all once again very soon. I hope to see you again too, Lumiere. Olivier. 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 Yeah. Olivier. Sorry, I was thinking that guy from uh, Be Beauty and the, and the Beast. Beast. <laughs> 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 Olivier. Be our guest. 
Can you imagine them seeing that just off tune the whole time? Be our Be guest. Our guest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, as uh, you managed to collect uh, some of these items, that being the uh, that being somewhat of the start of your week, and managing to kind of figure out how to organize what to do with the ministrations for these cures. As we lead back to the next week, Citra, you have spent a good amount of time with Ignis as he is telling you the process as well as some of the history of uh, those with very particular sorcerer's origins as, as rare as yours and his. As you managed to come to a completion with this training, he is kind of left somewhat perplexed still about you. In what way? It seems like you have lost quite a bit of your own confidence. Oh. Well, when your sole job is to keep your team alive and one of them dies, you kind of do take a confidence hit. I'll tell you a story. The story of what is known as the Ash Man. He was equally trying to do his best to help many before a plague had fallen upon a well-known town. The plague had forced him to do things he would have rather not. He had witnessed many, many lost lives. And due to his fire, the magic that burned within him to put an end to this plague over and over and over again, they soon would call him the Ash Man. We all fail, being what we intend to be, what we want to be. It's who we have to be is important. In the moment, the lesson of the Ash Man is that we are going to fail. We can be great healers, we can be mighty warriors and spellcasters, but the determination of duty is also important. Sometimes you have to accept a little bit of bad in order to do so good. So, at the loss of your friend, this is the lesson that you will learn. You can't save everybody, no matter how badly you want to. I know. I just... To be honest, I... (laughs) I never set off to be a part of any of this before, so it's just a lot to take in. I just left my home to travel, really? That was it. Not all this. (laughs) 
to be fair, I didn't have a lot of friends back home for reasons that are a little complicated. So when you finally make friends, you want to hold on to them as much as you can. I have friends too. And then I left. It still hurts. Because I know I will never see them again. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's alright. It's. It's life. Yeah. You have to accept that the path that we want to walk and the path that we end up walking are going to always be different. No, you're definitely right on that. Just wish I'd know more about this path that everyone else seems to know more about than me. Perhaps when the opportunity arrives, you decide to make your path be known. Perhaps the answers to yourself are just as important to the answers for everyone else. You think so? I know so. <laughs> Thank you. I'm really glad we got you out of that tent. <laughs> I'm really glad too. <laughs> And whenever a matter like this ever comes rising again, let me know. I will. It's good Speak to know well. I have a little bit more friends. <laughs> this Iqwell individual, she sounds powerful. Well, when a god tells you to give up on your friend and they just want to sink the whole thing, yeah, she's a bit powerful. <laughs> you want to test the gods? I want to test the Sigwelf. Oh, oh, gosh. Um. I think I could stand the chance. Just, I, I don't have any advice on that except I wouldn't, but. With friends, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just sorry we met on such weird circumstances. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Well then, considering that everything I could possibly know and learn, I now pass to you. However, another question I would like to quander on is, who is it that you have faith in? Or at least... Where does your faith lie? Uh... You're talking about my background in that case. I mean, the gods have laid their hands in many worlds. I imagine this one is no different. Well, um, my father is the, um, son of Erethus? And uh, I'm fairly certain you already know um, who my grandfather is. 
I can't speak his name. I have assumptions. Yeah. But if it is Erethus... No, it, it is. My dad made that pretty factual knowledge to me the last time I saw him. I didn't know he was an Azimar. I often find when I need to look for something, I would turn to my god. Uh, I think if there is some connection there, perhaps turn to yours as well. I think I know what you're talking about, because Dante does that as well. Totally different god, but same idea, I guess, is what you're saying. I've never done it. Shot? Yeah. It's just a little scary. Um, I come from Acelsium, um, and uh, only recently were things made to be, you know, changing the laws to allow tieflings to exist there, and uh, she is the goddess of law and order, so... I think she would find you to be quite interesting if you try to commute. I'll give it a shot. Honestly, after what I've been through, this couldn't be any worse. He kind of just ruffles your hair a bit. Don't think too hard. <laughs> well then. I've passed all the knowledge of those of divine souls to you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Dagex is doing his best on my other training. I didn't really kind of have help on this and This was just, uh, I see what I learned, so... <laughs> Should you ever wish to discover how to expand your capacity for learning great spells, I'm always here. Well, I definitely want to expand my healing repertoire, that's for sure. I don't really like being violent, so the violent spells aren't really on the top of my list. Fireball just, I happened to see it twice, so. It's useful. Oh yeah, yeah, it definitely was. Well then, return home for now. Think about what I've said. I will. And uh, hopefully I'll see you around more often. I'm sure I will. As he leads you to the door, and you enter the streets of the Adamantine Bastion once more, you come out with a deep, learned knowledge of sorcerer's origins and where and how this power might accumulate, as well as a teacher willing to give you an idea of how to learn different spells uh, beyond your current repertoire. Yay! <laughs> She's gonna try to speak with her goddess. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. As you do, uh, there is in fact a Church of Arethus that does exist here. Eh, not, as, she... uh, not as prominent as many of the others, but... No, exist. but she if she she would probably ask around to see, because if, if she's gonna do it, she's gonna go to a source, so... Yeah. Alright. Well then, that being noted. Leodon. 
the new week has begun for you. And you are deep within uh, within the libraries once again. The thought has crossed the mind uh, from what uh, what Haley Luminari had spoken to you before. Perhaps an assistant might be of uh, certain necessity. Hmm. He'd probably inquire uh, in the Cobalt Soul to see if anybody might be able to assist him in that regard. He he doesn't want to go to Citra right now because of obvious reasons. She's she's, she she needs the time. <laughs> yeah. She's a, uh, she's she's a trainee, so you wouldn't really get much from her. <laughs> indeed. You you do try and uh, converse with some Cobalt Soul members. Uh, you can see is their general garb uh, that the one rare few to uh, the rare and few here. They're all very much interested in their own record keeping and doing their business. However, there is one of particular uh, of the Cobalt Soul who is just currently dreading the amount of paperwork he is doing right now for coming across him and it's just like almost as if you can hear some of the paper slip onto the floor and the hand reaches out to your coat please <laughs> please Leodon I don't want to be here oh poor Jagex <sighs> Allow me to grant you a reprieve, if only on the condition that you help me. I just don't want to do any more paperwork, please. Anything but paperwork. Well, how about some research? Yes. Literally, yes. Anything. Yes. <laughs> as he, All right. As he gets Good. up from the table and, like, kind of... Looking at the stairway in hopes that he doesn't get caught. Okay, move, 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 move. <laughs> Before like kind of grabbing you by the coat and just like start going deeper into the uh, into the Playing library. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yep, yep, all right. <laughs> and it's just like after a bit of getting through some of these shelves, he's like, "Okay, what do you need?" I'm trying to find information on the original ritual that was used to bind Igwelv. Oh. Yes. We don't... I don't think we have something like that, mainly because we didn't even know that happened. We know, like, certain events that it, by now looking at things, and much of our research is being rewritten as to how the Reign of Blood uh, came to be. And we first thought it was uh, by the person known as Duncan, and um, much to his efforts to trying to summon Orcas, but if what was told to me was true, if Igwell had a hand in that, there would be no record of it. it. It all burned to the ground 150 years ago. 
So what you're saying is basically I'm up shit creek without a pattern. Maybe not. There are certain knowledges that we do have. Um, this was probably a little bit before both of our times, but the Adamantine Bastion, for example. This would not be here if not for not just only the king, but many of his allies, and one ally in particular, uh, Daki. Her efforts in sealing away the first king was paramount. And sealing magic is... It, it varies, but it does exist. And to the extent it was such a high... Beyond the course of level of spells that any mage can cast uh, on the star, we do have information about that. So, perhaps that could be a good start. Possibly. Alright. Start pulling out Lumerian records, then. And... I just... Yes? Is there no way to just end this all for good? I feel like that there always is. We had to get rid of the first king somehow. And if Iguelvitz is as terrible as we both know her to be, there's gotta be something. And I think probably even Eloise might be overlooking it as well. Not on purpose, but... He doesn't want to... Subconscious, conscious, either way. There was... At least used to be something there between the two of them. Yeah. So he's not thinking of something that needs to be done. There, there. I know there has to be something. We both do. So, let's start looking into records, boons of immortality, boons of powerful magics, and old sealing magics, as well as the old records from the Lumerian archives, and we'll be able to try and piece something together. I. Alright. So I need you to make me another investigation check, and with advantage, because you're being assisted by somebody oh with a cobalt soul. You, you get advantage. A uh, 19. Noise. So this time it goes extremely well. There are five particular books as well as uh, six particular documents that come into play on sealing magics uh, the old gods some of the information about Mistra as far as everybody knows of her existence and as well as 
the sealing magic that had put uh, Roya v. Centennial Lumeria into the astral plane, sealing him away beyond the uh, the divine gates. The the details are kind of sparse and few in between, but one of the leading causes for you know greater sealing magic. Uh, uh, you know, spells to counter uh, very powerful entities from being able to exist on the prime material plane uh, have often been considered like an authorization from a from the goddess of magic because it is her capacity to give right to that for certain individuals when it comes to people like Igwelf. And considering that this magic has existed not once but twice in in recent history, that is one of your best bets. And you've actually uh, your allies have met with Mister before. There's also what leads back to a catalyst for sealing. And certain catalysts are often made by various kinds of very rare materials, uh, one of which is Orichalcum and a shard of the Goddess of Magic. This catalyst is is a temporary measure, but if maintained properly with, uh, with magical and etheric flows that allow it to continue to charge its concealment, there, the knowledge is there. The materials are there. It's now getting the rights to do it is the challenge. And after spending well over a day on this matter, you both kind of just lean back in your chairs, just papers everywhere, scrolls like unfurled, and books just wide open, just kind of bridging your, like, just pinching the bridge of your nose, and so much information. <sighs> that is literally everything. I... I mean, fragments, catalysts, the actual magic that's needed. Fuck knows how we're even gonna do something like that in order to, if we wanted to put her back. If we wanted to actually end her, it doesn't seem like that there's any documentation over this. Great. So our best bet is to just seal her away until the next time this happens. There's... We gotta be missing something. I mean... People have killed gods before. And there's a slight... thing that crosses his mind... 
I might have an idea. These aren't all the final <laughs> records. However, there are spaces not even I can get to. If you're interested. They say the Queen of Vale has slain many a hag. And hags are pretty... If the witch queen is Fae and connected in all this, she somehow, is definitely. Perhaps that might be a good start. It, it's it's another dead end to meet somewhere new, but it's better than giving up, right? Right. I'll put it. Sure. I'll put in a letter of request for an injunction with the Queen of Vale. Hopefully Icelia might be able to tell you more. But as far as our own records here, we're kind of blood dry. Guess all I can do now is just wait. Yep. Well, it's better than nothing. Better than nothing. As he gets up, I better get back before I get in trouble, right? Good luck with all that paperwork. Fuck me. <laughs> he begins to walk and return back to where he originally was. You're left with the thought and contemplation that you have now two paths open to either resealing or to search for more information on how to actually stop somebody like Igwelv and what things that might be available. As such, the day moves, or this, uh, this week moves to Dante as you spend your next week <laughs> trying to figure out how you're going to plan all this and trying to help with administrations and various other pieces of information on how to get back down to Volenstein without being fundamentally caught even if you could change your face uh-huh certain ideas have crossed your mind but you're not exactly sure until you make moves on them All right. Well, um, hmm. I'm going to ask: Are there other medical practitioners that are like extremely proficient? There have there are various known uh, uh, artificers and uh, clerics who have performed administrations before, and they're not too uncommon. Mm -hmm. Alright, where can I find these people? Well, uh... As for artificers, there are plenty within the city. Uh, as for clerics, you know, your church of Sahanin might be one of them. Oh! Yeah. 
All right. I'm going to go to my church to Sahani. Maybe I could talk to that really pretty girl again. Hmm. All righty. As you do, you find yourself once more in the, uh, this massive church of Sihanin, the darkened windows and that large statue before several people have come to congregate here, uh, even though it being sometime uh, in the late afternoon, this is where people begin to come and gather. You see that there are both paladins, clerics, those of faith, uh, those looking to find faith, and various individuals who might be of particular knowledge. As you find yourself here, you see what looks like to be a female priestess who is currently giving her latest sermon as per the, uh, as per the practice. And I come and sit and listen. It is... It is a very beautiful sermon. As it talks about the resiliency of those who stand in the night to protect those uh, who face darkness. There are the faint hums of those within the choir and as the sun begins to set not too far off sermon comes to a close as everyone gives a small gesture of a prayer before they all begin to slightly move to each other and talk amongst themselves and you also begin to hear uh some of the paladins and the clerics beginning to speak amongst each other of uh, currently looking for forward to a a uh, a recent job that needs proper guiding as there has been a major threat down in uh, a major threat down in Hollingrad that could definitely use their assistance. So she's asking. Oh, sorry, she's asking for assistance. Uh, no, it's just a couple of groups having this conversation. Uh, not okay. like hiding away from it, just trading information about what to expect in Hollingrad before you approach. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um. Hi, priestess. Oh. Ah. A child that I have witnessed here before. Yeah, I guess, um, you were here when I had my, uh, vision last time. She speaks to many of us. I am Noreen. The priestess here. Nice to meet you, Noreen. Well, nice to meet you again. Um, I came to ask if, um, any of you were, um, Proficient in administering um, a complicated um, draft. 
It is not too uncommon. There are many of us here who have very careful hands, especially those who are in need of more hands-on medical assistance. There are many a cleric here who prefer magical arts, blessed by our goddess. This matter seems far more complicated. Yes, um, we're undoing a, um, Gorgon's blood curse. But the draft maker said it's complicated to administer, but she currently cannot, um, as things stand now, uh, leave the bastion to administer. And where is it that those who are afflicted by this plague need assistance? Um, <laughs> unfortunately, it's in Volenstan. As you say this, there's a couple of individuals that kind of look left and right and towards the general direction of you two. Be easy, children. As you are aware, there are matters that are unsettled in Bonestone. There are a few of our own here who have fled. Should they ever return, they could potentially be persecuted and killed. It would be risky of any of us to return to Bonestone, let alone kill its mire. They wish So asking something great. I am, but it's in savior of others. Maybe you could teach me how to administer it myself. A great task requires many a hand. Give us time. I will discuss with many of those who are capable of doing so to assist should they so desire. But understand if none come to accept the fate of the outcome is to be accepted. Then I will accept the fate of the outcome then. Thank you. Thank you, child. And as you begin to see, as you begin to walk out, see a few individuals kind of look at you as you're walking. Upon your exit, there is a couple of individuals who actually follow behind you. With what looks like to be this uh, slightly heavily armored individual as well as this um, somewhat thinner looking individual as well. Hey! Yeah? Why would you ever want to help somebody from that city, let alone that country? <sighs> well... 
If you so have no, there are innocents there. People who don't really involve themselves in what's going on. Especially since they're not technically in control. A lot of people there that do believe in this war down below. Well, there's a lot who don't either. There was a lot that will stand by and watch it happen too. And there's a lot that won't. And that lot will die. Well, that lot is standing before you. As so somewhat more lengthier one says, so I kind of like this one. What's your name? Dante. Yours. This one's Gregor. I'm Charmin. Nice to meet you, Gregor. Nice to meet you, Charmin. They believe in... The Dust Mother as well. A lot of good people out there. We know there's a lot of people in Volenstein that want nothing to do with what's happening, but... We're kind of skilled with our own hands. What can we say? And, uh... I'm sure some people within the congregation, while equally having the same amount of complicated emotions as we do, relatively sure that there are, uh, Those willing to help. Well, I'll take whatever I can. Now it's just a matter of getting down there. We have a couple of ways. A couple of ways. Because Gregor's kind of... You know, uh... Dust Mother is also equally a trickster goddess, if you remember. <laughs> Indeed I do. We're quite well known for playing a few tricks of our own. Oh? Let's say there's a particular airship at a particular place at a particular time that we can, uh, Switch up the flags a bit, you know? Manage to get into the landing, move throughout the city, a little incognito-like. Mm. Help out I the people like that need help. I like what you're saying. Okay. However, you do need somebody on the inside as well in order to make sure all that paperwork goes through proper. <laughs> I've got just the guy. <laughs> I like your style, Dante. I really do. <laughs> I'm back in about can. a week. We'll probably have just the right amount of people to start helping out around here. Okay. Alright, in about a week, you know where to find me. You know where to find us. <laughs> you can see as uh, these two walk back in, you can kind of see as the congregation now beginning to slowly converse amongst themselves. And that, so we're going to go ahead and end that tale for you.
Okay, unfortunately, I've got a dip. Alright. <laughs> so anything else from this point, then I'll let you carry on, but for here, I'm gonna dip. There is something important towards this end, though. Uh, if you'd be willing to entertain the thought for a bit while longer, if you can. Um, I can't, so I have to go. I'm so sorry. Alright. Well, Alright, I'll just, I'll just look in the notes later. Okay. Alright, bye. Bye. Citra. Yes. As the weeks go on, a few options have laid before you as certain interests have been piqued. What of particular things would you like to do in these last couple of weeks? Besides her normal, um, she would actually like to try and see if she can speak to the goddess she's somehow related to, and otherwise probably try to see if she can start remembering more of her own past, or at least trying to stay in contact with Sav and figure out what the heck he meant by they are coming. Okay. Is at this point, she's still feeling, feeling rather fragmented of herself, and if they're gonna go forward with eventually tracking down Igwelf and whatever other danger they're gonna get thrown at, she wants to be more whole of herself to be able to actually be more effective rather than hold them back. Okay. As you attempt to find your way and you find this church of Erethus and it comes to memory with the vision you had before what looks like clockwork designs and various pieces of machinery as they kind of make up the entirety of this building. The congregation is of varying people. However, the figure is made out of pure, beautiful, well-made marble. You see there, there are dwarves, tieflings, humans, various individuals of different backgrounds as they kind of stand and kind of converse amongst themselves of ideas and plans. But you, kind of sticking out as a sore thumb, you are no machinist, you are no workshop uh, assistant. This statue of this tall and beautiful woman with what looks like to be holding a massive uh, vase that kind of pours out like knowledge. I need you to make me a wisdom check. Wisdom, okay. Yeah. Could she do this with her guidance? I'll... Uh, can you use guidance on yourself? Yeah, it's just at will. Touching. Okay. Yeah. Then, yeah. Use your guidance. Okay. So it just adds a d4 to it, essentially. That's all it is. Yep. 
Come on. Oof. Uh, that's probably not going to do much, but we'll see. Of course. So, 12 in total. 12. She's never done it before, so... As you approach the statue and you come up to the reaching end of what looks like to be the water, made of stone, as you kind of approach and touch it, there is this faint wind blow. And almost as if like something over your shoulder begins to approach and speak. Change is necessary to civilization. And I have witnessed you be the spark of that change. It's not Sav. That is definitely not Sav, right? It's definitely not Sav. It's more... graceful. Less volatile. You... You know me? I have watched you. Ever since you were a child. I'm proud You're... for your change. Proud? Very. You're Aerithus, aren't you? Like, she's not turning around, she's terrified at the same time. <laughs> That's Almost as if you can feel the slight, the slight wind blow just shift to the side. I am the change bringer. The lawbearer. I am Erethus. You're, you're the goddess my father's from, then. <laughs> I'm sorry I haven't conversed with you before. I've. It's been complicated. My dear son. He was not the change Aselsia needed. You are. Me. Yes. There is a plague, a darkness, that beats within the heart of its capital, its very city. I'm aware of it. And therefore, I believe it is you who finally put an end to the chains of the old and move away from the past. How do I do that? There is one who comes to seek you. Seek me? Exactly. He will speak with you. His intentions are impure. Do I know this person? You do not. And unfortunately, I cannot tell you what they are, or who they are. But I can warn you. 
If it is that you seek to change things, if you desire power, if you desire change, if you desire justice, the answers are beyond this person. Okay. You must bring them to justice, and when you do, the answers, even that of Igwell, they will be there. Igwell. <sighs> okay. Thank you. Um, and um, I'll try to talk to you more often. As the figure almost like shining light comes in front of you, you see a very human female visage. The eyes made of clockwork gold. The hair is held up by what looks like to be a helm that just allows this long gold and silver hair just flow down along with what looks like to be this almost Greek-like robin. It is beauty that is only defined by not cardinal, but like art. Mm. And you can see as the finger and the thumb reaches down from the bottom and kind of pulls your chin up. And perhaps one day you will also change to be whole. I want to. My beloved grandchild. She's smiling, but like she's crying a little bit. As the visage begins to fade, the room almost resumes back, almost as if you've been standing here in time for a bit before your hand releases from the stone. And she's gonna make a beeline back to go find Leo. <laughs> Alright. And as such, Leodon. Your investigations have brought you a lot of brand new information and thoughts. However, hitting your dead end, there's not much else that you can do until other methods need to be applied. So at this moment, there's not much else for you to do. So you can choose what you wish to do freely at this moment. Just be aware, there is a tiefling looking for you at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Leo would probably actually in fact, be using this time to check up on his two remaining teammates. Uh, assuming that Dante is probably busy with their stuff. Uh, they are. He probably... Mm. He probably... Um, 
go looking for Citra. Okay. In in finishing up a lot of your research, a rush, rushing Citra makes her way uh, into the EHS, looking for you specifically as well. But her perception is not that great. <laughs> <laughs> so as your paths do end up crossing as you hit that main uh, front area as Citra is approaching you and you're all like coming out of the library at this point. This time she actually seems happy what? and not forced. Citra. Hey, Leo. I've been looking for you. How's it going? Um, I actually have... Is everything alright? I just met my grandmother. The literal goddess. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um. Um. Right. Sorry. I'm starting way too far at the end of that. Um. So, Ignis is here, and he gave me the advice to go commune with her, like what Dante does, and I did. Um. And uh, so, between what Sav told me about they will come and all that, and what she told me is that. Um, someone's going to be seeking me out, but they have impure intentions, and that is bad. Yes, that is bad. But if I if I go if I bring him to justice and I, I deal with him, um, not only will I be furthering what I'm supposed to be doing, which is bringing about that whole change in my home country. Um, I will actually. She told me I'll find answers about Igwelf. I didn't even bring her up to her. She just immediately told me that. I did not expect my own personal issues to mix in with yours, but that's some good news coming directly from Erethus. Can I... Hmm. Can I make uh, some sort of check to determine how often gods would just contact people like this? Well, to be fair, make a make a religion check. Actually, <laughs> fourteen. So. And all throughout the history of Erzi Heimel, and even in your own research and trying to find uh, more about Igwell, gods have played a major role in Erzi Heimel and actually communicating with people. Um, it has happened twice before. Uh, the first time being when the gods assisted the six original heroes during the end of Tiamat's wrath. Uh, their assistance had helped bring forth the the sealing of her and putting her back into the Nine Hells. The second time was when the gods had intervened to put an end to what had been a a, a true like calling of the entire universe thanks to uh, thanks to the first king of Lumeria and his attempt to use the Ragnarok project. The gods usually whenever they commune with people it is 
usually with intention to prevent destruction. It is not just only their sign of desperation, but it is their sign of dedication to trying and protect this star. Nobody actually knows why they want to protect the star for all intents and purposes, but each god has their own intention. So it's not uncommon. It really hasn't been uncommon before. And the fact that Dante speaks with Sahani several times over, Erethus speaking to somebody that is directly blood-related to her is much like how Canis is able to speak to Bahamut whenever he wants to as freely as possible. It is that weird mm. connection with Osimar uh, bloodlines and celestial bloodlines. But with tieflings, they're often ignored by their more demonic uh, bloodlines. And to be fair, you don't want to be talking with Mephistopheles. Um. <laughs> he sort of like rubs the back of his head. Well, that seems like a stroke of luck. I mean... One that we desperately need. Yeah, um, listen, I I know it's it's a little... We have to be cautious and not be so trusting towards things, and I'm pretty bad at that, but I didn't get any sense that I should be concerned or felt like I was strict. This was her. And... It's also a chance for me to figure out how to put myself together and still, instead of being fragmented as I am, and the better uh, if I come together better the more helpful I can be to you guys and well to that end I'm willing to help in any way I can yeah, I'm going to need your help is this guy that apparently your person I don't know who it's going to be seeking me out is not going to be great but if bringing him to justice leads to helping me, but also dealing with Igwelf, I'd say take it. I mean, who's... Did we get... Did you get any information? Anything else about this mysterious person? No, she couldn't tell me that. Gods can only help so much, I mean... But, listen... With my precarious situation with Aselsium, it's going to be probably fairly obvious to me. And it's not someone I've met, so it's not going to be like I'd have to be unsure of people I already know. It's going to be some person out of left field, and I feel like I'm going to know it. I don't know what I'm, what he's going to say, what they're going to say to me, or where it's going to take us, but I just need you to trust me. Huh. Besides, we gotta, you know, knock it wolf back for what they did to Buddha anyway, right? <laughs> and your people. I'd like I... to see them live in peace rather than in constant fear. As I know what that's like. But... Hmm. Well, you asked me to trust you. We've had that step taken care of since the end of our first mission. Even before that. Which I haven't <laughs> thanked you enough for just being you. You never once looked at me or judged me in any way. And um, 
I don't get a lot of that back home, so thank you. Well, you're certainly one of the most unique people I've ever met, I must admit. Well, I mean, as far as I know, I'm the uh, only Nephilim that you know. <laughs> I think you're correct. You are the only one that I know. At least to my knowledge. Yeah, and but. I think this is my chance to maybe give a good kudo point towards Nephilim rather than just the one that they only know about. Hmm. Just say the word, and I'll help in any way I can. I'll, let, I'll let you know as soon as I know. And just, I'm sorry I'm so giddy, it's just getting that little nudge no, in the right direction felt really great. It's good to see you happy again. Honestly. Thanks. <laughs> she's just, like, a little fidgety, but, like, she's happy. She's... I didn't think I would be. I, like I said, I, we've expected none of this. None of us expected us to be here. Yeah. We've been treading water for a long time. That's sort of feels like. We might be above it a little bit now. We take our help where we can get it. Yeah. you guys say this you see coming up from the bottom of the stairs where the teleportation pads are a familiar face that has been gone for weeks now as he arrives with several folders in hand when Alois Azure as he approaches the both of you well, isn't this quite fortuitous? Yeah. I have good news. So do I. Well, looks like some time apart managed to actually start well, some people's moods. Considering that I just met my grandmother, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And she gave me a bit of information to help us with not only myself, but Igwolf. And I'm glad to say that I might have some more information on how to help with the Igwell situation as well. That's some good news. Let's start gathering everybody up and have them head to Harleen's office. Okay. I have the next few names from the Black Archives. And as such, everyone is slowly called uh, Dante in this uh, instance. With the assistance of both Helen and uh, Olivier, and several clerics, as well as those of medical uh, professional, have been given proper instruction on how to disperse this ministration. It takes them the last week of the month in order to kind of get a general idea and the plan for all of this. Uh, starts with Dante reaching out to Hassan. And by agreement of all of this, Hassan has dispersed the silver smile well within Killixmire, as well as several individuals across Wallenstein and their very unique trade of uh, their spy network to help dis uh, distribute this cure. 
as all of you approach within Harleen's office, standing next to her is, of course, a Alois Azure and what looks like to be three black folders across the table. It is with knowledge of what has happened very recently in order to assist in this matter that I am tentative to send you all back out. Not without reason. Okay. However, Alois has assured himself that these next few names, depending on what options you all decide to take, be of certain prevalence to gather this information, as well as putting certain individuals in the right side of justice. Justice. Hmm. Alois, if you will. So he takes a step forward. I have three names in front of all of you. Each one unique in their own way. The first one, as he pulls out the file, Savidan. Otherwise known as the Lich. A rather unique character used to uh, perform in the, well, Arts of the Dead. He was very particular about not wanting to die, given his uh, long since history, having met the man myself. Savidan Rythgard spent many of his years practicing necromancy in order to ascend past his mortal limits. Somehow, in some way, when he managed to finally get the ability to ascend past such a thing, creating a fulcrum, he decided to hide himself deep within the dunes of a Celsium. Citra's ears perked up immediately. Zavidin, <laughs> in, in many ways, is considered quite recluse. He doesn't do anything too bad, he's just deeply knowledgeful of everything that could be of particular usefulness when it comes to figuring out how to either resealing Igwelve or figuring out a way to actually, well, aside from that. Um... The second name. I feel like this one might be a bit sour to have to do. The second name is Samael Ishgari. As all of you are well aware of Samael and his efforts to trying and put a stop to this war with Volenstan and all of his greater efforts, he does seem to have certain power that might be of certain concern to those of individualistic ideals. He's dangerous. 
and his efforts in order to try and help as many people as he can while also committing many would consider heinous acts is his modus operandi. He's self-righteous in every effort he intends to make is often for the betterment of his own country. Do not take this man lightly. Teacher remembers the boot to her side. <laughs> the last one is a bit more interesting. Tonriel. A Yimnan man that now works well within the Tharum scholarship. This one requires a bit more of a careful hand. A lot of you would be going in incognito as students, and one of you as a professor. Finding this man will prove important, as he is actually one of my own. Not a few months ago did I lose contact with this man. This is more of a rescue mission, and ever the case that he might have fallen, or if by necessary decisions he must be put out of his misery. And if he has betrayed us, then he is to be eliminated without prejudice. teacher would take a pause and look up at Leo. Like, the first one pretty much laid out everything she just explained. Hmm. He'll give her a knowing nod. Um. Alois, um. That first one you mentioned? Yes. That pretty much checks off literally what I was just told before you even showed up. Then perhaps Savinan might be of your best interest. I will... There's more to it, but it's better that I talk to you in private about that. Yes. Harleen kind of looks towards you. It's a personal matter. It's it's no offense to you, ma'am. Understandable. I understand personal matters are quite important. Actually, in this moment, make a perception check as she kind of just goes to fold her hands. <laughs> okay. Uh, 15? <laughs> You notice Harleen has made a mistake today. A mistake? She's wearing something that she doesn't usually wear at work. She's wearing a silver ring on her wedding finger. Oh. That's a very pretty ring, ma'am. Immediately takes it off and kind of pockets it. I'm sorry? 
a private matter. Okay, understood. I don't pry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I I don't like trying to make a choice for everybody here, just I don't know how else to explain the sign just smacked me across the face. Leo, what do you feel? Well, I've got no strong opinions one way or the other, except I find the third one a bit distasteful. And the middle one, I don't think Dante is ready to deal with that just yet, after coming off of what we just went through. You can see as Dante's kind of just like hold up in thought with the idea of having to deal with his brother. Yeah. I say we give that one a little bit more time. Perhaps we can give all of these a little more time and can make our decision after talking amongst ourselves. There, um, <clears throat> there is also the matter of us being down a member. Mm. Not to sound cold, but we are not as effective. Yeah. Since we're not at our full strength. Well. It is good to inform you all, then, at this moment in receiving very particular information, that you are not down one party member. So, when are we going to meet our newest member? He is nowhere near the word new. As she raises her hand, You hear the heavy footfalls as they come behind one of the doors. As a figure of familiarity approaches. You see the long white hair, these thick sunglassed eyes, and the familiar outfit of a Yemenan man in this bright green skin. And that is where we're going to go ahead and end tonight's episode. Oh, snap. Yeah. Oh, snap. And with that, as all of you had spent the past month, in this instance, you all have garnered some rather interesting new clothing as well. Yeah. If we're heading to Excelsior, we got to dress light. Yeah, buddy. Some brand new art for all of you. I busted my butt on these. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Must have been nice. Nice and nice and simple for my symbol there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Everyone else is double class. Pure ranger, baby. Listen, your ranger smacks hard. <laughs> so, uh, while we are down, 
uh, two people, unfortunately, for the end of announcements uh, this episode. Uh, we'll be back hopefully next week with everyone in attendance. Hopefully, hopefully he gets better. Hopefully, less uh, less what was happening earlier today because that was madness. Absolutely. Um, so, as per some quick announcements before we call it a night here. Um, first and foremost, uh, on my end, uh, while this episode is a little bit weird and strange, uh, I am glad to announce that at least we'll be back for a while before we head off to break. Yeah. Um, one of also the big things is that, uh, more recently, I have finished and released Why Dark Knights Are Awesome. God, that video was fun. <laughs> So, <laughs> I was away at the time. I finally got it all edited, and it's finally out. I'm super happy about it. Uh, so, if you guys want to go ahead and check it out, it is over on my main channel. I am super happy where that's going. Uh, next episode is hopefully going to be about Warriors. I already kind of have an opening for why I like it. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, also, um... Oh, God, I don't think I really have much else. I've been streaming uh, Wednesdays, uh, mostly. Uh, I've been trying to find time, uh, considering my very, very busy schedule since I've gotten back, but hopefully I'll be able to get back on track in time. Uh, next up, I guess, to go across the table, usually, with announcements being short this time. Uh, Blue, how are you now? <sighs> More feels, but I'm doing good! Uh, hello again, it's Blue, your Nephilim monk sorcerer. <laughs> I have to keep reminding myself, uh, she's not a tiefling. Uh, we're pretty good. I finally got all the artwork done for this campaign, um, as far as you guys know, and I hope to just keep sticking around with your, uh, how to, you know, this class is awesome, because I'm really enjoying the fact that I just keep doing either more art or my bits keep getting bigger. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone from a screaming role to a speaking role. I got one line in now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, not much else. Just keep a lookout for artwork. Uh, hopefully by the time when this goes out, I'll have the artwork pieces of the full images instead of just these little thumbnails out on my Twitch, uh, Twitch, my Twitter account. And thus I'm sure will be reblogged onto the D6 uh, Twitter page as well. Yeah. Uh, not much beyond that. Just, uh, yeah, I'm just doing the works. I have more shit posts planned, be warned. Um, other than that, I'm a... That's it. That's all I got going on. Just if you want to see more art, follow my Twitter page. It's Blue Casanate. Alrighty. And next up is Connor. Hey, I'm. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube.com slash Distortion Devil. I stream Tuesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Uh, yes. yes. Um, be sure to check out my DMs Guild. I got plenty of 5th edition subclasses on there, including the Treasure Hunter Conclave for the Ranger, which is in production right now. Hell yeah. 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 That's about it. Alrighty. Uh, I'm not sure what uh, Desiree would have announced, so, uh, unfortunately, she's not here. And hopefully we'll also have Daito back next week. Um, once again, I do want to apologize for tonight, mainly because uh, power kept going out here, and uh, so sorry about the introduction for Oof. having to be pre-filmed, and now, uh, so we had to film much later, and we ended up dealing with a lot, but quite we luckily, with this, yeah, with this episode, purely RP, 
very happy. So that being noted, uh, thank you all so much for watching. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We're glad we are back. And uh, we hope you stay safe out there. See you next Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Have a goodbye. Have a goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of D6 Black Archives. Come back next week for our next episode to hear the adventure continue. Thank you all so very much. We love you, and as always, see you next Sunday.